Hello! Welcome to Center Saint Sister. This is a space where spirited, hurting, searching, faithful people come together and ask hard questions and listen to some really wise people share about how they have lived life deeply. If this episode spoke to you, I hope that you leave a review and subscribe. You can visit YouTube slash Allison Sullivan for some really fun extras. I hope you hear something today that lets you know you are loved and helps you love one another. Welcome to Center Saint Sister. I have learned that social media can be a place of extreme binaries, the poles of emotion, full of strong opinions and keyboard courage, a place where the loudest voice wins. I've also learned that social media can become the world's very worst measuring stick, a place where we log on looking for validation. How many people liked my idea, my outfit, my hot take? Which people liked my idea, my outfit, my hot take? It can be a den of destruction, depressing, frustrating, confusing, and downright annoying. I'm tempted all the time to remove myself altogether. There are two things that keep me on social media. And the first one is that I think Jesus would be on social media. Jesus made a beeline to where the people are. And he used their own language to really communicate with them. He told fishing stories to fishermen and agricultural stories to farmers. Even though social media is full of a lot of acceptable narcissism, plain old-fashioned hate, and a host of other ills, Jesus never shied away from sin. Social media is the modern-day marketplace. Of Jesus's, I read this, 132 public appearances, 122 of them had a marketplace context. And the four Gospels record Jesus's telling of 52 parables, and 45 of them had a marketplace context. I believe that Jesus would use social media to add to his existing relationships that he had in real life. And I also think that he would use it to engage strangers in a really intentional way. I think he would take healthy breaks. I don't think Jesus would post a ton of selfies. I don't think that he would exploit intimate moments. I don't think he would post pictures of his lunch, unless, of course, it was to compliment a chef. The other reason that I stay on social media is because of the people that I meet here. I think God can shine his light in some really unlikely places. And we weren't created to do life alone. We need each other. We're better together. Self-reliance. It's a nasty trick of an enemy to make us feel small and lonely, and social media can really be used well if we're using it to bond with one another. It can be a place of revealing our truest selves and letting the things that we care about make us feel more like us, which then connects us to other people who honor our truest selves. And then when all of that happens, we're influenced by the things that other people think and the ways that other people feel. And if we were all just standing around yelling from our porches, there's no way that I would be exposed to as much richness and diversity. I love seeing what and who and how my e-community loves. I love watching them creatively pursue their craft with such courage. Their kid pictures, their fitness pictures, their business ventures, their glories, their mishaps. I love their stories. We're all on such important life missions, and I simply love feeling like, in some small way, I'm on their mission too. So maybe we could just keep selling the thing and keep posing the kids and keep documenting the crazy and celebrating the win and lip syncing the song and capturing the dance. We can use social media to connect and support and celebrate and encourage. My dear friend, Brocky, today's guest, she's an internet friend, and we have not shared one word in real time, and yet she is one of my very favorite people. There's a good bit of magic in why we love the people the way that we do, and I suppose I can't explain why I'm so thrilled to share her with you today, except to say, I know that you will love her. 
Okay, friends, is everyone already following at Junk Gypsy and at The Wonder Inn on Instagram? If not, scoot on over. I'll wait. I have spent the last decade admiring the talent of Junk Gypsy. Clothes, boots, jewelry, antiques. They're a little hard to pin down, a little airless, a little mapless, throwbacks, visionaries, but definitely creative misfits. And I thought that I loved everything there was to love about Junk Gypsy, but then I went and stayed at their farmhouse and now I am completely speechless. Almost. I wasn't completely sure when I was there I was in heaven, but then they gently tapped on the door in the morning and they brought me warm biscuits. Go, you guys. It would be so perfect for a girl's weekend. Go visit their store in Round Top. Go find their website at gypsyville.com. Follow them on Instagram at Junk Gypsy and at The Wonder Inn. You won't be disappointed. Rocky, I am so glad that you're finally here. We finally made this happen. Um, We are internet friends and we have never in real life uttered one word to one another and yet I feel like I know you so completely and that can only be a testament to how well you communicate who you are and how you love online I think that that's just such a glorious thing and what I have gathered from you as I follow along is just how merciful you are, Rocky. Um, you have such strong convictions about how life should be lived, and yet you have managed to sit, to stay very soft and tender. And I admire that so much. Um, the other thing that I love while following along, and um, this feels like a little bit of a risk to say, but I'm just going to say it. But you know oh, no. how, <laughs> you know how with like online religious friends, it's like when there's not a relationship there to flesh things out. Um, I feel like sometimes when it's just online, it's like religious duties that you're observing can seem a little um, perfunctory or performative. And with you, it's just so real. I feel like everything you do is with such sincerity and authenticity. Um, I'm just so excited to finally meet you in person. And and yes, I have filled in some blanks because we do only know each other online, but I know that I'm not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh my goodness, you're so kind. And um, if I weren't on camera, I might start crying, but we we won't cry on camera. (laughs) But it's just so incredibly kind. And I'm I'm pleased that that is what comes across. Uh, now, the merciful part, my children might argue with you on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can be mean, I mom. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's war- perfectly warranted. Um, <laughs> um, so to start off, Rocky, just as an introduction, can you tell us a little bit about who and what you love? Oh, my goodness. So who do I love? Well, I love Jesus. So we'll start yes. there. Um but I don't know when this will go live, but today as we're recording, it's actually Rocky Day. It is my name day in Indian culture. No. Yeah. And so what my name means is gift of love and a bond of protection. And so when you talk about love and who I love, I think I have to start with who loved me first. Hmm. And you know that while I hated my name growing up because, hmm. you know, Rocky in the middle of Iowa, so common. Um, <laughs> But like, I I never doubted how much my parents loved me and wanted me. Mm. And so I think when you're filled with that kind of love, that it's, um, it flows out and I don't do it perfectly at all. Um, But who I love, I am married to my love. Uh, We'll be celebrating 13 years in September and his name is Tim. And we have three kids, Gianna, Judah, and Josiah. 
And so I love my family, although, you know, again, imperfectly and thank goodness for grace and forgiveness and, and mercy mm. and patience. I guess as I'm, I'm thinking of who I love, I, I strive to love people, mm-hmm. period. I don't always do it well and I have to dial down my snarky side, but <laughs> you do it very well. Oh, <laughs> wait till we person. <laughs> we'll show up. We'll show up on Taylor's porch and you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, oh, that's great. No, but I love my family and I love my friends. And, you know, I have a real heart for the marginalized, um, the people who are suffering. And I, I always have, even as a kid. Mm-hmm. My parents would get so irritated with me. We're off at a conference when I'm a teen. We don't know the town. We don't know the area. Some girl's parents never picked her up. So I'm like, can we drop her off at home? Uh-huh. And they're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where we're going. But like always kind of have had a love for those who are in need. Yeah. And maybe need a little more love. Um, so you are, Rocky, a first generation Indian American raised Hindu. And um, you talk often about your conversion. And your conversion story is actually pretty similar to mine in that um, it wasn't really all that dramatic, <laughs> it mm. sounds like. Um, you know, I think sometimes people can yearn for the the drama of the all caps, you know, this is the rightest and this was the wrongest. And, you know, for me, I never, I never felt like I was leaving this one thing, you know, because I was super wrong or super hurt or super misled or abused or anything, you know, um, for me, Catholicism, it was just this very natural next step in becoming closer to God. Um, can you share with us a little bit more about how that conversion experience looked for you? Yeah. So, you know, I was recently talking to somebody and it's funny how the Holy Spirit gives you new words as you continue to share and continue to pray and continue to uncover what he's been doing. And it it dawned on me that it wasn't a rejection of how I was raised, but it was a completion of what God was doing in my life. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it was the fulfillment of what he had desired for me. And so nothing that I was doing before was evil. Like it wasn't like I wasn't raised with morals and values and, you know, in the goodness of God. But in Jesus, in Catholicism, God more fully revealed who he was and more fully revealed who I was created to be. But that was a very slow unfolding from like age 13 until I came into the church at age 20. But again, like conversion isn't a one-time thing just because I came into the church doesn't mean that I now fully had a grasp on anything. Yeah. So it's just a continual unfolding and deepening and spiraling deeper into the heart of Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love the way you put that. Um, okay. So Rocky, I, t- I texted you this and I really do mean it wholeheartedly. Um, I think that you are the friend that everyone needs right now. We're all just a little fragile. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Oh, my goodness. And I have never done this in a show before. And maybe it's selfish because I just want all your details. Um, (laughs) but we are going to play like some 20 ish questions type. (laughs) type situation. And I just want to let people know you and fall in love with you and then go follow you and soak up all your goodness. Okay. All right. And I told you I'm really uncomfortable because I do not like talking about myself. Like whenever people ask me to introduce myself, it's in headlights, Uh but I feel like the Holy Spirit is doing something here. So we're just going to go along. Okay. Here we go. All right. Okay. Okay. I want to know when you were little, 
when you were little, before anyone told you that what you loved, you know, doesn't matter or that you weren't any good at it or that someone else did it before you discovered someone else was doing it better. Um, when you were little, what did you want to do? Um, well, my very first inclination was to be a doctor because that's what all good Indian kids did. And that is what I was told from the age of two that I was going to do. So for the longest time, if you asked me, I was going to be a doctor. And then I took chemistry and was like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I love to create, like to do art. Mm-hmm. I played the guitar, the piano, mm. um, I sang, I danced. So before anyone told me I wasn't any good, I think there was always a deep longing to be some sort of artist and creative and performer. Yeah. Um, so initially in, in the very beginning when I was, I was going to ask about that and I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. bet this will come up in our questions. So what yeah. are you creating right now? Can you tell us about your art right now? Sure. So, and again, like that was always kind of something that was in my soul, but I was told I wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped doing it. Like it, mm-hmm. I had a teacher tell me that I just was not to just not bother. Cause yeah. I wasn't a fine artist. I'm like, all right. Um, but I kind of started dabbling back into lettering. What's her name? I'd like to, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was a man. I'll oh, just leave uh-huh. that there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So anyway, <laughs> and it was junior high. Like it was awkward to begin with. Like, you know, the oh, awful, awful yeah. years of your life. But um, a friend invited me to take a lettering class with her and it opened the floodgates. Yeah. And so I started lettering and getting back into calligraphy. And so that kind of opened that. So I do a lot of lettering, faith-based, some faith-based, some humor. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, like while Catholicism is the core of who I am, I feel like I hope that I share the fullness of who I am, which involves some like really bad humor um, in terms of, I think I'm funnier than my family does. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. Right? Like, y'all, that was funny. I Come on. Know- <laughs> oh no, I laugh at my own jokes. I am that I am that girl. Uh, but so I create hand lettered prints and then I got into doing some jewelry. And you know what? I think like I dabble in everything, but the goal is to bring some joy and some light into mm-hmm. people's world mm-hmm. because gosh, it just seems like the world is so dark so yeah. much of the time. And if I can create something that inspires in them that connection, that that spark of the divine that reminds them they're not alone, that they mm-hmm. are beloved, that they mm-hmm. are needed, mm-hmm. and that there is light no matter how dark it seems, that there is hope for more, then that's the goal. Yeah, I love that. You know, created by a creator, it only makes sense that we derive a lot of joy in making something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it that creating takes me back to my truest self time and time again. Um, what would you change about yourself if you could? Oh boy. <laughs> so, so much and yet nothing, you know, yeah. I, I stick in that. Like, I love that answer. Right. <laughs> um, I feel like God has a purpose for me where I am as I am, but at mm. the same time, I wish I were a little more organized, mm. a little less scatterbrained, but I blame mm-hmm. the children for that one. Um, for sure. I do daydream all. about how orderly my house is going to be. And right. Some years. Oh my and gosh. Then, yes. And then we'll miss the chaos terribly. And, you know, absolutely. I will miss yeah. the fingerprints all over the windows and, mm-hmm. you know, telling them to sit down, put their shirt on, don't put your hand in your mouth yep. or other places. <laughs> 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 
boys are special. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so I I think that that is one of the things I wish I were more organized in that I were a little less scattered and was Mm -hmm. better at following through with the things that I plan. I'm a fantastic planner. I have grand aspirations, Mm -hmm. but then life just kind of gets in the way sometimes. And I wish I was able to follow through on more that I would like to do. Yeah. And especially when it comes to relationship and and people. Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself more of a visionary or a worker bee? I would say I'm definitely more of a big picture thinker. I'm a visionary. Uh I don't mind doing the work and I enjoy doing the work, but my gifts definitely lend themselves to the visionary aspect of, of life and projects and such. Yeah. When you worry or stress or have anxiety, what is it usually over? What's one of your biggest fears? Uh, Well, this is a little bit of a vulnerable question. I think for me, my biggest anxiety is that I'm not enough, that Mm -hmm. I'm not doing enough, that I'm not a good enough mom, Mm -hmm. that my children are not getting what they need, um, and that I don't love well enough. Mm -hmm. And so it, it centers around that enoughness. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I know that women typically struggle with either and maybe sometimes in the same day in the same five minutes, you know, feeling like they're not enough or feeling like they're too much Mm. and, you know, just kind of Mm -hmm. swinging between that pendulum. But when it comes to not feeling enough, one thing that I've had this thought and I was like, I want to I just want to write that down and, you know, think about that, take that to some intentional prayer, which is that love never thinks it's done enough. And I think that that can be a beautiful thing, you know, that we long to give more and it never quite feels sufficient. You know, I think that that comes from a really holy place. We're just too hard on ourselves about it. Probably so. Probably so. I I do love that because it's never ending. Mm -hmm. Mm. I mean, if we weren't deeply in love with what it was we were committed to, we would be like, right. oh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Good enough. Doing Hold great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rocky, this is a, this yeah. is a good one. What is something okay. that makes you very angry? Oh, I, I did. You sent me the questions. And that was one where I was like, oh, I could get on a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> meanness. Here it is. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Mean spiritedness, mm-hmm. especially among Christians, like mm-hmm. among people of faith, among people who profess a belief in Christ and a belief mm-hmm. in God. The fact that they can tear one another down is Mm -hmm. infuriating to me because I think no matter what else, my job is to show people the love of God. And I cannot do that if I'm tearing down your person. And by tearing down your person, I'm tearing down the image of God that resides in you. Mm -hmm. And so that mean spiritedness makes me so angry. Yeah. I love... um, I feel like God has a rich sense of humor when I'm like, you know, judging. I'm I'm angry at the angry people. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I laugh at myself. I'm I'm mean to the mean people. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, Well played, Jesus. Well played. Yeah. But every single time, you know, I, I feel like outsiders looking in see our sin over a savior every single time. You know, um, if if we're just you know, all about what we're against and, and only talking about the, you know, the things that we hate. They just, let's put it this way. I, um, every time you draw a line in the sand, Jesus is on the other side of it every right. single time. <laughs> right. Right. And it's not to say that we need to be perfect. That's absolutely not it. 
mm-hmm. you know, we're all gonna, we're all gonna fail. We're human, but I think that we need to to be really, really uh, cognizant of the fact that people do judge the Savior based on our sins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, yeah. and it's balancing that with an an an, uh, an insistence on thy kingdom come like let's right. let's let's bring you know um justice and mercy let's bring that here and so i right. i do want to fight for that i do right. want to be angry about the places i don't see that um but keeping you know th- that tenderness i feel like is something you do so so well that is that Thank is my you. biggest that is my biggest um compliment to you in the ways that oh. i am am learning from you is is just that so thank you. Do an you. Excellent job. Thank you so much. You know, I, I am a huge fan of Mother Teresa. Her feast day is my birthday. And we just have a lot of connections. She's my, she's my saint sister. And so, like, you know, she always used to say, when you're faced with being right or being kind, choose to be kind. Mm. And yes. because no one's going to hear you otherwise. Yeah. It's really good. And gosh, and I, I know in my own heart how much I need to belong and how much I need to be loved and how much I need to not think that I'm a terrible person mm-hmm. in order to be open to the correction that maybe I need. And so my hope is that I can offer that to others. And I'm still growing in that, growing in that as a mother and Mm -hmm. as a friend and all of that. But we need that on throw pillows everywhere. Like (laughs) if you can choose to be right or kind, choose kindness. Is that what it was? Will you say that one more time? Yeah. If you have the choice of being something, if you have the, if you have the choice to be kind or to be right, be kind. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, Okay. If you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you do with the dollars, Rocky? Oh, I would donate it all to charity. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, but <laughs> we actually talked about this because through that giant mega millions, the uh-huh. billion dollar mega millions. So we were all like, what would you do? And my daughter would just buy a bunch of stuff for herself. And I was like, <laughs> Where did I go wrong? <laughs> How old is she? How old is she? She's 11. She'll be 12 this year. Uh-huh. So she's a tween. Yeah. It's normal. It's I wanted normal. a lot of things as an 11 year old. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get the list daily, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, who am I kidding? I do the same thing, but um, yeah, I do think like, I would want to provide for my family first and foremost, like to pay off our house and not mm-hmm. be struggling. You know, my husband works as a Catholic school teacher. I work in the church, mm-hmm. so we're not rolling mm-hmm. in the dough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it would be, be nice to not have to counter pennies all the time and pay mm-hmm. off his mom's house and take care of mm-hmm. our, you know, those who have provided for us. Mm-hmm. But then I think I would really want to invest in areas that are underserved and underprivileged. So places like we have a Dorothy Day worker house in Detroit, um, taking a look at the Catholic school system and how it can actually be missionary and going into places mm-hmm that are poor and underserved mm. instead of being an elite private school system. Um, idea. And I, I'm a saver. Well, I'm not actually, I'm terrible at saving, but like in my head, <laughs> I would probably want to set up some kind of a foundation. So it's not just a one and done that it continues mm. to give life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are so many, so many places that need help. I think that is the most difficult thing. Like as we take a look at how could that money be best spent? I'm not the one who has that answer. Yeah. And so I would want to find ways to partner right. with people who are doing the work around the world. Absolutely. To figure out how those dollars can be best spent for the most impact. Yeah. So in my town, there is a Facebook page and it's it's called Brazos Valley 
blessings. And I don't know mm-hmm. who started it, but God bless them. And every community should do this. But it's just a place for like, it feels like the whole community is on the all, like mostly women, but it feels like the whole community has joined this Facebook page. And it's just a place for you to either state your need or offer a blessing. And they always match up. You know, yeah. it's amazing to watch. And so um, with people stating their needs, I'm able to help out probably every other day. And it can be something very small. And and an example of something that happened just a couple of days ago was, hey, I finally got this job that I've been wanting. I'm so excited. Um, The uniform requires khaki pants and I can't afford to go get pants right now. And I'm like, I've got you. I can do that. I can Mm. get khaki pants. Um, Here's two, you know, and it just feels so good to be able to contribute, you know, to a real person um, in your community locally. Um, so our page is called Brazos Valley Blessings. I highly recommend, I, but that's, but anyway, t- I was thinking about the lottery question and that's what oh, I would no, do. Yeah. I would just yeah. go through and answer like everybody's, you know, but that's, that's just it, right? Cause it's person to person. It's, it's relationship. It's building relationship because yeah. yes. we don't know what another person needs if we're not in relationship with them. Right. Right. And so much of this is heart to heart. Well, and, and then, you know, there's people, oh my gosh, you've blessed me so much. And I'm like, you have blessed me so much, you know? And so it's just, it just feels good. I I mean, every town needs this. Because we're created to pour ourselves out. If we're created Mm -hmm. in the image of our savior, he gave everything. And Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. what we are built to do. Mm -hmm. And so when we withhold that, that's when we don't feel great. Right. I love what you said too, though, about consulting with experts about, you know, what's best you know, what's the best way we have, um, a friend now, his name is Andy and we have a a gazebo. There's a park in front of our house and there's a gazebo and he actually plugs in a TV and a microwave and he lives in his car and he will just occasionally, it's not every night, but he will park his car and plug in a TV and, um, a microwave. And so we go out there and, you know, take him dinner and popcorn or whatever. And so one day after a really beautiful conversation, we're walking back to our house and I'm like, so why can't Andy have the guest bedroom to my husband? And he's like, I love you woman. I, yeah, I love you. And, and yes, I, that is a very valid question. And we can think about that. We can pray about that, but I would like to talk to some experts about what's actually helpful. And we'd have an expert in our town. I'm hoping to have him on the show soon, but, um, he is just an expert when it comes to people experiencing homelessness. And so, um, you know, whether that's finding, um, you know, good work for people or, um, anyways, I just, I, I think that that's a really valid point. Yeah, and no two people are the same. That's the other thing. You know, I think that we try to do cookie cutter solutions to large right. problems. And that just doesn't work because for every person who's unique and unrepeatable, they're what they're facing is unique and unrepeatable too. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point too. Um, okay. So if if you could have a perfect day, Rocky, like from from wake up to go to bed, what would it include? Your perfect day? Oh, no alarm clock. Oh, amen. Yes. Just letting the Lord wake you up. Yes. Without (laughs) screaming children. (laughs) Um, uh, Coffee. Definitely Mm -hmm. starting with coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking back to kind of some of the best days of summer that we've had. Mm -hmm. And I would say it would be, you know what, like a trip to the beach, just kind of Mm -hmm. a relaxing day where we're able to go explore as a family, maybe where the kids are on, you know, 
decent behavior with one another. Um, not having to break up fights, but letting them be kids at the same time. Yeah, mm. just kind of a day at the beach, I think, you know, to read, yeah. to create, mm-hmm. to relax, to enjoy God's beauty. Um, excellent temperature, not too warm, not too mm-hmm. hot, not too mm-hmm. cold, mm-hmm. not too humid. And to just enjoy each other's company. Good food. Mm-hmm. Definitely good food. So like maybe a personal chef would be involved. Sure. Of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Money is no object. Yeah. No. Oh, not on, not on your perfect day. Yeah. Oh, on my perfect day, then we are jet setting to Italy and we're going to spend the day in a CC and what maybe go you, to Capri. Yeah. You talk about Italy a lot. What do you love about I Italy did, so much? I don't know. Like my whole <laughs> life, I've just super loved Italy. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. And so a uh, part of my, uh, large part of my husband's family is Italian. And so uh-huh. he jokes, he's like, I've always loved India. So this is crazy. Yeah. I'm like, That's awesome. look how good God is. When yes. we'll get to India too. <laughs> now, you know, I don't know what it is. I just, I love the countryside. I love the people. I love the culture. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is. I'm just enamored with it. Yeah. I would love to have been born Italian. I feel like I would have a lot more excuses for how like loud and wildly I gesture and, you know, opinionated I feel like you I kind of are Italian. You're good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Name it and claim it. Um, <laughs> okay, so what makes you laugh the most, Rocky? Um, definitely my husband. Oh, I love so, that answer. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and not not in terms of to laugh at, but like he knows my yes. humor, uh-huh. and so we uh, our love language are. Are they gifts or gifs, or do we get to decide our own <laughs> pronunciation of that? Is that the jury's still out on that? Yeah, like we will send those back and forth. Um, the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we love the office. So we send memes and, and shifts back and forth. Um, I, yeah. So like sit- sitcoms don't really, I, yeah, I don't really love that, but like there are a few shows that will get me to laugh uh-huh. every time. The office is one of those sites. Sure. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite office character? Oh my gosh. That's I know. A hard it's, hard. One. it's really hard. That so that's not hard. even fair. That's not no. It really question. is not a fair question. You're They're right. Such You're a right. perfect ensemble. Yeah, let's. I just it. love all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because my boyfriend or my husband, when we were dating, um, he I find him hilarious. I think he is the most hilarious person. Now he's a little um, quieter about being that's hilarious. My husband too. He's super yeah. quiet. You have to you have to pay attention. Like you right. have to, you know, sit a little close. And, yeah. and so anyways, one of, you know, she was probably perfect on paper, um, a former girlfriend of his, but he was like, she didn't think I was funny. And I was like, oh. well, that's not okay. I mean, that, you know, I mean <laughs> no. that's a deal breaker. It's funny <laughs> too, because like when I think about if I were just in this bar setting, like I'm just in a bar, um, and I think about the guy that would have the best shot getting my phone number it's the hilarious guy. Like if Absolutely. you can make me laugh. Yes. Yeah. 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 Genuinely make me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's my husband too. He's super quiet and he won't say much. And then all of a sudden he'll like have a line and I'll be like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and now like having been married 13 years and we dated for, for three years before that. So like mm-hmm. we've been together for a while and so yeah. like, we have all the inside jokes. And so like, he can just say a word and it will send me and people will be like, what's, what's wrong with her? <laughs> Never mind. Yes. I'm good. 
Couples who pray together, stay together. Couples who laugh together, oh, yeah. stay together. I'm totally yeah. convinced. Um, okay. What is your proudest accomplishment? This one I struggled with mm. when you sent this to me. I was praying about this one. I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, my children, but I'm not, they're not really my accomplishments. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, the family I, I, you've made, yeah, the house, the, family, the setting, sure. I mean, that there's there's certainly work that goes into your family culture and yeah, what you value. So I, yeah, I, I definitely think that that our family is is my proudest moment and my proudest, I guess if you can use the word accomplishment, yeah. but it's the thing that I am the most proud of and the thing mm-hmm. that I will protect the fiercest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say... <laughs> The house has been a disaster since we moved in. I, we moved into this new house when I was um, four days away from giving birth and so, <laughs> with our youngest. And oh so it's been a very slow. And then with the pandemic, things just mm-hmm. nothing happened. And so I will say that I am proud that we I, I got the house back in order to be able to have guests yeah. over again. Yeah. It doesn't stay that way, but we did a lot of work over a couple of weeks in June and really got the house in order so that I'm. Um, or um, I don't feel as embarrassed or awkward about right. having over because yeah. we do like to do that. Although apparently because my children have grown up now in a pandemic, they're like, why are these people coming over all the time? <laughs> <laughs> do we have to have guests again? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. No, I do. I feel like the adultiest grown up ever if mm-hmm. like closets are organized and oh, we, we don't. Let's not go that I mean, far. that's a little much, yeah, right? Know, okay, right? good. I'm glad you yeah. agree. No. <laughs> I know. But I do. There is a yeah. big sense of accomplishment in, you know, with big families and in keeping things orderly. When I think too, because the thing I like least about myself or the thing that I would change is to be more organized, that that just right. feels like a bigger accomplishment than anything else. Well said. Yeah. Good point. Um, okay. So do you... What are what are some of your goals? Like, where do you see yourself in in five years? And then we'll end on this this last one. What are you hopeful for? Well, let's see. My daughter will be in high school. I'm trying to think. My youngest will be in middle school. So probably passed out somewhere because I am exhausted. <laughs> no, no, you know, I don't know. I guess I have learned not to necessarily anticipate that because mm-hmm. the Lord certainly throws curveballs, good ones, mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. ones. And God only knows that I am the kind that I am so stubborn that I will keep trying. Like I will try to make something work until God is like, woman, it is time for you to move on. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. with all my work, like I, I tend to be the one that ends up super miserable before I realize, oh, maybe God's calling me to something new. Yeah. Um, that's a great, that's a great goal though, is to yeah. stay light on your feet, to be sensitive to the nudges of, of a Holy Spirit. You know, I think that that's, yeah, I think what I, what I see in, in five years, what I would like is for our family to be more involved in our community and to be mm. kind of figuring out what our mission is yeah. in, in terms of a family and having that be a more well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like everything has been so chaotic over the last couple of mm-hmm. years that everything's been thrown in disarray. So to be able to kind of have a more solid family culture that then goes out and engages the community yeah, um, and lives that out fully, however God sees fit. 
Yeah. That feels like a really natural progression, by the way. I think I'm a little bit ahead of you uh, um, with kids and ages. Yeah. And and I feel I feel that starting right now. So oh, I, I wonder so if that's, yeah, yeah, I wonder if that's natural progression of, you know, being down and dirty in your house, you know, the nitty gritty of, mm-hmm. you know, changing diapers and dispensing goldfish and, you know, <laughs> having this yogurt film on you that, you know, <laughs> um, trying to manage the lightsaber battles at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel that and it is exciting. It's, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Before, what are you hopeful for? I'd like yes. to know what, what you sing at karaoke. Oh, um, usually Jewel. It's been a yes! long time since karaoke, but I'm a Jewel girl. Like yes! her vocals are in my range. So yeah, a little hands. I that, that's my favorite. That. Can we please do at Jewel sometime? <laughs> yes. Okay, Absolutely. you're going to come to College Station. We're going to go find the VFW. We're going to drag Taylor okay. there and we're going to sing That's karaoke. Fantastic. Jewel, it's coming up. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I need to get back there. You know, it's been a long time. I lived there for a couple of years. And I cannot believe we missed each I other. I, I hate it so much. Um, okay, last thing. Right. What are you hopeful for, Rocky? Oh, you know, I am hopeful that all of this tension and craziness and chaos goes away at some point. I mean, I know yeah. it doesn't because it's humanity, but I do, I, I am hopeful that we'll find a way back to a little bit softer space. Soft, tender. Yeah. yeah a, a softer space for us to be with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I am hopeful that our kinder natures will prevail. Mm. Our more merciful natures will prevail and that we will make space for one another at the table and really form genuine relationship with one another instead of assuming things about one another Mm -hmm. that we will become more than the sum of our weaknesses as Sean Paul second used to say um that we will see each other for the fullness of who God has created us to be and that we as a church can because my life is surrounded by the church working there you know that that we as a church can be a catalyst for that change instead of barrier against a barrier. It. Yeah. 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 To lead the way. Those are beautiful words to end on. Thank you so much, Rocky. You are the brightest light and there oh, is a so disinfecting sweet. quality to the light. And I am just so grateful for your friendship and so grateful for your leadership. Um, your presence online is really, really, um, influential to me. And I know many, many others, please never quit writing and creating and thinking and speaking. Um, where can we follow you? How can we support you? So I pretty much just hang out on Instagram, uh, and it's rockstar designs, R-A-K-S-T-A-R designs. And I have a problem. I just can't quit it. Um, so I'm there a lot. I'm on Instagram a lot. Not much of the other places, but that's where you can pretty much find me. Good. Please go follow Rocky, support her small business, and be delighted in what you find there. Thank you so much for being my new friend, Rocky. Thank you so much for (laughs) having me here. And seriously, uh, Jewel Karaoke, it's coming. Here we go. It's coming. All right. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. (laughs) Bye, Rocky. Bye. Friends, you might not know this, but I wrote a book. It's a spiritual memoir of sorts and puts a modern day spin on old parables that are still so applicable to our everyday lives. Judgment, 
forgiveness, evangelizing, heartbreak, joy. I'd love for you to grab a copy. Head on over to Amazon and look for Rock, Paper, Scissors by Allison Sullivan. Hi, Taylor. Hello, Allison Sullivan. How are you? This is so great. So we sat down to do this for my show. We do it for your show on the regular and we sit down to do it for mine and it's like neither one of us knows what's going on. We just had the most hilarious last three minutes and you didn't have a microphone. Yeah, we had to change the background. Look, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just my background with a backdrop. That's all we have going on here. Don't let them behind that's, the that's, curtain. Oh, now I've messed it up. Literally, metaphorically. <laughs> um, okay, so welcome to the show, Taylor. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, invited. I just kind of forced myself on well, to every, the end of every episode. It's my no, strange ethereal voice at the end of every you episode. You have been a guest. So everybody Everybody go check out Center Saint Brother. We talked about joy. Go find that with Taylor Schroll. And also, so you and I have a lot of history doing this together, a lot of prowess and know-how. Um, I help co-host Taylor's show, Forte Catholic. Go check that out as well. But here is how Taylor pertains to Center Saint Sister in a really important way. Okay, so I had been podcasting. I have zero technological know-how. I had quit podcasting because computers are hard. And we went to lunch one day and you were like, listen, some forgotten passwords and cheap microphones should not keep you from podcasting. I can do this. And so Center St. Sister got a little shot of steroids. And here we are. And it's because of Taylor Schroll. And now you're going to fill in for Beefy. Yay! Here I am! Yay. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> she does a great job. Y'all have even more history than you and I have, like yeah, many, many I, years more. I'll say. Uh, and she looks a little better than me. I'll say that. I'll say that. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you nonetheless. So you actually have some history with Rocky, um, our awesome guest, and you loved her just as much as I did because... She, she is. She was on my show, and the most popular episode of my show ever of all time was the one that Rocky was on. Yeah. So y'all go check that out too. Okay. What do you love about Rocky? Uh, I love, so her conversion story. Right. And and like, I, 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 that's what her and I talked about whenever I interviewed her. Um, But the, the thing that really stuck out for me in, in y'all's conversation was how she, she put to words. I think what I kind of always knew about her was that this was a continuation of what God was doing in her life. It wasn't like a complete rejection of her heritage and her family and everything, but it was kind of like this idea of like, I'm walking towards truth and God and this Hinduism got me to this point, but then I'm going to, I want to keep climbing higher and higher, higher. And she became Catholic. I just, I just love that respect for what had come before while still growing and, you know, turning to what, you know, what we think is like the fullness of truth in Christianity. Well, and I love the way she said it, but now I love the way you're saying it too, because I feel like in a lot of times we're kind of trained to forget our past or, you know, move past our past. And really it's like, no, I love my past. That's what got me here. And so that binary thinking of it's either this or this never really quite works out in real life. So I, yeah, I, I loved that. Too. It was like when I had my conversion when I was in uh, ninth grade and I went home and I threw away all my M&M CDs and now I'm a fully integrated Catholic who listens to M&M and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that full circle. That's, yeah, that's great. Um, okay. So my favorite question that she answered was when I asked, what do you want to karaoke? And she said, Jewel, I was like, get out of here. And so I immediately had she and I on stage serenading you who will save your soul. <laughs> yeah. I kind of know what Jewel is. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, that I, y'all hurt. seemed very happy about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, we're I would gonna love drag to you to the VFW and you, you will see. Okay. So I'm going to ask you actually just for center St. Sister listeners that might not know that might, we 
that might not cross over our intersections. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions that I asked her. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Um, I picked three. We'll see if we have time. Okay. Taylor, um, what would you change about yourself if you could? Her answer was so good. I'm, I, I just, I just want to be like Rocky now. Her answer was so good. <laughs> she said a lot of things and nothing. Yeah. And, and, I, and I feel like I live in that, in like in that balance. And I've never been able to give words to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's that whole, like God loves me where I am, but he's also calling me to something more. Mm-hmm. And like you and I have talked about this a lot. It's like, there's, I have a lot of prickly edges and it's like, it's like one of those things. It's like, look, I, I want to be a better person, but this is who I am. Like, you know, just right. deal with it. You know, that's kind of how I am with myself. And I've gotten to the age now and I'm catching up to you, you know, where I'm like, you know what? This is just kind of who I am. And if people like it, they like it. If not, I mean, I'll try to be a better person, yeah. but just kind of is what I, I, I love to answer. I want to steal hers. Yeah, I think. OK, that's fair. Um, I think it's good to twist and move for people. I think there's a lot of value in that. Um, I'm a terrible dancer. And <laughs> I've, actually, that's not true. We've had this conversation before, and it's not true. I've seen I'm a you. Three hundred pound white man. I'm no, you are a chair dancer. You are an excellent chair dancer. Uh, I don't like how that came out. <laughs> 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 okay, moving on. But I do, I do think that there is a lot of value in in accommodating people, but not at the expense of who you are. You know, and so there is tension there so i i thought she put that really well too okay um how would your friends describe you taylor uh isn't that a question for you (laughs) how how do you describe me no i want to know how (laughs) you think i describe you um how my friends describe i think it depends on the day i feel like uh, my personality invites i feel like most of my friends would describe me poorly like in a negative light (laughs) like he's sarcastic he's rude he's mean but then like when i really need him deep down he's a good person i think that's how most of my friends are Uh uh-huh um, what did you want to be? Oh, when you're, you not were gonna, sm- you're not going <laughs> to. Okay. Gonna I, okay. I will answer this. Taylor, you are. Did, what, how, so no, no, beautiful to me. me. Is that Jewel? How did you. Did, how did you describe yourself just now? Prickly? You said yeah. prickly? Yeah. Yeah. You are. You are prickly. Most of it's a joke. And so if you have a sense of humor and some thick skin and some stay with itness, you are a true, true good friend. You are very capable of having deep, difficult conversations that restore and redeem. And you put your dukes up for the people that you love and you're a really big pain in the ass a lot of times. Yeah, I'm wearing a Roy Kent shirt. I mean, it all fits. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, one last one. Um, what did you want to be when you were small? Uh, big. <laughs> Perfect. There you have it. And that's Taylor Schroll. <laughs> Go check out Forte Catholic and give him a big fat thank you for all of the ways that he makes Center Saint Sister possible and great. Love you, Rocky. Bye. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for being here. A very special thank you to all guests and sponsors. A really special thank you to Taylor Schroll for mixing and editing. For more content, you can head over to Instagram at Allison M. Sully and TikTok at Sullivan Family TikTok. You can also check out Forte Catholic and subscribe there where you have a 25% chance of hearing me co-host. I am so grateful for all of the love and support that we offer each other here. Today's show was a production of Allison Sullivan in conjunction with the Forte Catholic Podcast Network. For more great Catholic podcasts, head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.